fail. You did fail. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit Sudoku now. Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we find some of the coolest university technologies so you don't have to. We want to add to the volume of those innovations and hopefully help them become actual things that help people on a shelf one day. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD, science wizard. How's it going, Tyler? Hey, good. How are you doing today, Charlie? Not bad. Not bad. Also with us is Joe Rungi. I'm paying attention. Dr. Law Doug, entrepreneur werewolf and... The height of I've run I've run out of words. Uh, the height of <laughs> sweater vest technology, <laughs> and also the height of please take a minute to rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Please uh, pin it to your darling sweater vest with the Charlie Brown pattern and wear it as Lucy pulls the football away from you and you go flying everywhere. Because I am grasping at straws. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That would got weird. Yes, please do help us spread the word. The more we do want to talk about these innovations in a way that helps them get the development they need to become actual things. And the more you help spread the word, the better it helps us do that. So, um, okay. All that said, I I think it's time we went over something that's personal for me. Um, My wife has got some Mac. I don't know if it's actually macular degeneration, but it's something going on in the macula. So I just want to talk about eyes. So degeneration, possibly macular. Yes. Something going on there. It's like they're using like an um, off-label treatment. I don't know. It's for something. I might be like for toenail fungus, but they found out that it does something for the eyes. (laughs) Wait, are you still going to that (laughs) fake ophthalmology clinic that your neighbor opened up? Because I told you, that's not real, man. Oh, We've been warning you about that. That explains a few things. That's why your wage works won't count for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I do want to go over the, uh, yeah, so anything from the eyes. I think this is the last show. We're going to go over some stuff that we saw at the Midwest Drug Development Conference, which was a couple months ago. So um, much innovation. There was, and that was a brute that, that drew together about 18 universities from the Midwest, so-called flyover country, brought their drug development, their best drug development uh, technologies to the fore, and then invited, you know, industry representatives and investment type people to come in and, and take a look at those technologies and kind of give them a little bit more oxygen. And so far, it sounds like it was a smashing success. A lot of new relationships some potential licensing agreements came out of it for universities all over. So... Um, did you see anything in the eye realm, Tyler? Um, that, I did. That, yeah. that came from the conference? I... Yeah, no, I totally did. Yeah. So um, there was actually a stem cell therapy for macular degeneration out of Mayo Clinic, Dr. Alan Marmestein at cool. Mayo Clinic. Yeah. That's so exactly the, what I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah so macular g- degeneration is a leading cause of vision loss in aging populations and actually estimated that over 6% of Americans over the age of 40 have some degree. So the macula, that's like the back of the eye, is that correct? Yeah, it's a small central area of the retina. Okay. Um, yeah, that helps with, with focusing. Okay. Um, so macular degeneration will oftentimes result in um, progressive blurriness of the vision, especially kind of going centrally and then expanding <laughs> outward. Yeah, it's crazy because the first thing to go is the middle yes. of your vision. Yep, and yep, so exactly. God, what a horrible thing. So Yeah. Yeah, and then there's two forms. There's wet. It sort of starts off as dry um, macular degeneration, 
Uh, there's no FDA-approved therapies for that, so that's we can identify it and I guess just say good luck. Um, wow. And then there's it, that that eventually progresses into what's known as wet um, macular degeneration, which is more severe, results in the growth of blood vessels where they shouldn't be. They get leaky. Now you got some blood leaking out into that area, pooling too, which just yeah. further degrades that's, everything. That's the situation my wife's going through. Right uh, now, so. I'm sorry. There's, yeah. The blood vessels are breaking in the back of her eye and it's obscuring her vision. So there's treatment so. for that, but only uh, sort of preventative, mm-hmm. not curative, unfortunately, right. at the right. moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's doesn't seem to be working. So she's got to in, get injections in her eye yeah. on a regular basis. Sounds, yep. Yep. And it, I'm just so glad I don't have that problem because it's just, it's miserable. So, yeah. Sorry. Um, so what are they working on with, with that sort of thing? What are they so seeing? Mayo Clinic um, decided to develop a, a sort of a delivery mechanism. Um, and it's a really cool cell-based therapy. So they, so uh, they have a fibrin-based hydrogel that can support inducible pluripotent stem cells or IPSCs. Um, uh, so these are, in particular, IPSCs that have been derived. What's an IPSC? Hey, good question. So <laughs> induced or inducible pluripotent stem cells are, uh, this was a, a Nobel Prize winning technology developed about 15 years ago or so, maybe 2007. Wow. These are, it's, it's a way to take differentiated mature cells like skin cells and wind back the clock on them huh. to turn them into stem cells. And then you can, from there, you can actually then uh, differentiate them into a different cell type. So you could take uh, skin cells and turn them into retinal cells. This, did, did this like kind of maybe? Maybe I'm going off the rails here. Maybe we need to cut this out. But anyway, does it, does this get into where we don't need to use like embryonic stem cells? Yes. Yeah. So we don't need those anymore because of this technology. Uh, the, the hope was that this would replace, but it hasn't exactly worked out okay. that yeah, way yet. Like think of it this way, you know, embryonic stem cells are so valuable because they haven't differentiated, yeah, right. right? You know, they're still just all people come from one cell, right? You know, yeah. fertilization, you're a single cell, and right. everything else sort of has to be programmed. When the ISP discovery was such a big deal, because exactly what Tyler said, you can take any cell and essentially have it unlearn its fate, and it can yeah. become something different. It's not perfect though. So if you have, so not a hundred percent of your cells forget what they were before. Right. So it's not, that's why it's not quite as valuable still as embryonic stem cells. Gotcha. Okay. There, there's, there's some memory left so, in some of the cells. So how would they use these stem cells then, or these, these new, I don't, I'm sorry. ISP the cells. ISP. How would you use these ISP cells then for macular degeneration? Yeah. So you can take them, um, you can, you can treat them with a chemical bath that converts them or derives them, differentiates them into retinal cells. And then, and that, that's already, that technology is out there. Everyone's knows it. Um, uh, what the novel approach here from Mayo Clinic is using this, uh, fibrin, um, uh, is creating a monolayer of these, of these stem cells and introducing them, um, on this, this fibrin degrading hydrogel. So, so this would just be just a nice way to surgically implant them. Um, into uh, onto the onto the retina basically, and allow them to then seed and fill in that patch of of dead cells and reseed and regrow, and then the, this sheath naturally degrades uh, due to the presence of enzymes that are that are found in the body. So it's it, like retinal sod. It'll <laughs> actually that's a great <laughs> analogy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sawed the the back of my. So they have to go in. They have to cut open your eye then, and go yeah, in it's there. a surgical procedure. Yeah. Yep. So there's two schools of thought on what the best way to do this is. One is introducing them in a solution, um, which is less invasive, but doesn't seem to work quite as well. At least in animals, when they try to do this in solution, it doesn't. Uh, doesn't lay down quite as nice as the sod does. <laughs> well, the eye's kind of a tricky water thing it anyway. It's kind of, as I recall, isn't the eye kind of almost like the blood-brain barrier? It's kind of, it's like a closed system. It's hard to get into. It's closed system. Immunologically privileged. Yeah, which actually makes it easier to get into. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so it doesn't. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you, you, want, you want to exercise caution, though. It's hard to get drugs, too, but, yeah. No. That's what I mean. You yeah. can introduce anything into there, and you won't. So if you got... Um, uh, dander from your neighbor's cat peanut into your eye, your body wouldn't freak out because my really... eye freaks out. You tell my eye that. Not if you get cause... it inside the eye. Not if you get it inside. <laughs> Fight me. Fight me on it. <laughs> get the, where's the pat dander? Where's the, where's the cat dander? Rub that, rub that right So in you want to be actually e- extra cautious when you're doing things in the eye because there basically isn't an immune system in the eye, which means if you introduce like a virus or something into there, you can it can be bad. But okay. <laughs> but also it makes it great for introducing. Um, implanted cells. They it's don't like even a have to be your playground. They don't even have to be your okay. own cells. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the so okay. All right. So it's the, like a regenerative medicine playground. All right. So the back. Sorry. What was the the stem cell? Okay. So just ISP. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds pretty cool. It's it, how much more. Sorry, the uh, the studio next door. I'm hearing weird noises. I don't know if it's, it's haunted. Like, That'll happen. Yeah. yeah, it's peanut. He's after like, you. It, it sounds like there's a dog show going on in there. All right. Um, what? I don't know. <laughs> I swear I hear barking. Joe's distracted. Or Great. somebody stepped on a dog's tail. <laughs> Something's going on. Um, um, so okay. So how close are, are they? How much more work needs to be done on that before we might actually see it in clinic? So the preliminary studies in rabbits look promising. Um, there's competing research that is actually doing phase two clinical trials um, by 2020. So in, in the upcoming year, th- this will be. So maybe in the next couple of years, some form of this, whether it's introduced on Mayo Clinic's hydrogel or whether it's IPSC's um, delivered in solution, but some form of this. So th- this is this is the first U.S. clinical trial that's going to be held of IPSC technology of inducible pluripotent stem cell technology in medicine. So yeah, it's it's been a slow burn um, since I think 2007. The yeah, a no- lot of these things are so when slow. they were invented. The, yeah. the Nobel Prize was awarded in 2012, so it took five years to give them the Nobel, and now another seven years to do a. That's how they get you. You got to wait for clinical trial. Yeah, Yeah. man, I guess. Got to wait for your Nobel Prize. Got to wait for your groundbreaking (laughs) therapeutic approach. I want it now. You know what else I want now? Cyborgs. Ooh, cyborgs are cool. Just replace the eyes with you know cybernetic implants. Exactly. I was going to say that. Now I don't have anything to say. Okay. No, really. (laughs) All right. Well, let's end it. So the Um, idea is, is you take a photoreceptor. Because what is an eye? It's just a glorified camera, right? And then if it if it don't work. Why you got to sod it with cells? Why you got to try to fix it? Just bypass it. Get Jordy's visor from the Star Trek? No, you just plant a little, I mean, again, more eye surgery. But one of the great things about the eye, if you want to place a photosensitive microchip into it, no bigs, right? You just put it in there. And then you plug that thing. No bigs. I think, I think my neighbor down the street did that last week. <laughs> you yeah. pl- that was at Charlie's neighbor's unlicensed ophthalmology clinic. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. The reimbursement code to Medicare has emojis in it. So, um, <laughs> but the the whole point, right? Is of course, it does. Then you just simply find the relevant neurons in the brain and you plug it in 
like you're doing like a Radio Shack project. Easy peasy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Except not so much. Uh, University okay. of Baylor <laughs> is actually doing this for real. They have a device called the Orion. They're working with Second Sight Medical Products. So there's an existing collaboration that's ongoing. And they really are doing that. They're essentially taking people for whom there is a sort of non-functional uh, neurology, like they're blind. These are not people getting progressively blind. These are people for whom- It's like born blind. Or have been, have gone blind, okay. whatever. They're, they're sort of dysfunctional. And you can essentially, and you're not replacing sight by any means. I remember, you know, uh, I, I was an evolutionary biologist a lifetime ago, and I used to read a lot of the sort of critiques of evolution, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them was saying, yeah. what good is half an eye, right? Like yeah. you know, the evolution of the eye is really complicated. Yeah. And like, how could you have stepwise progression to an eye? Steps. But yeah. the fact is like, if you can tell what's light and what's dark, or if you can tell that there's something coming at you, maybe yeah, yeah. not exactly what it is, pretty helpful, right? Right. And so these implants aren't quite to Geordie LaForge where he can look at every spectrum and look at your feelings and look through time or whatever he can do. <laughs> I mean, we're getting there, right? It was a hell of a, it was a, hell of a visor. I mean, we got to start somewhere <laughs> before we get all reading Rainbow in the future. And the way that you The more you know. The, the so. more you see, right? And so the idea is, is that these implants will be able to provide photosensation to people who are otherwise blind. They'll be able to give them basic information related to navigating the world. You know, is there something in front of you or is there not something in front of you? And th this is, in no I mean, this article, and we'll include a link to it in the program notes, is really effective at describing that, you know, giving people some vision is enormously helpful for them and a really important step because as they get more knowledge as to how to integrate the electronics into the brain, which is kind of amazing, right, then they'll essentially be able to provide more sophisticated signal coming back. So eventually in the future, you know, we'll all have, you know, infrared spectrum scans, you know, cybernetically grafted into our eyeballs at birth. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I remember watching this going Out back a couple of years ago when they, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did the uh, the Cosmos series. Yeah. And, and, and it stuck with me one episode. It talked about just the evolution of the eye and how amazing the sure. eye is and what had to happen. Like, you know, basically our eyes are developed from I think it was fish. Like fish have a more advanced eye because they can see underwater. We can't. We need an airspace. Well, I mean, everything and, has differently more impressive eyes. Octopi yeah. don't have lenses in their yeah, eyes. Octopi are super sort of impressive eyes. Cameras, but yeah. Yeah. they're incredibly detailed. I mean, they're all sort of adapted for whatever environment that they're trying to identify. Falcon right? eyes. Yeah. Dog eyes. I mean, forget Ooh, about it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or um, And then, like, there was a radio lab talking about animals that see different kinds of colors. Yeah. You know, that was really interesting. I and think, so... Yeah, there's even been shown that there's differences in color perception among people, too. You can, there's genes correlated, actually, with what types of colors and how many colors you can see. Okay, Charlie, you got to end the show. Otherwise, we're going to start talking <laughs> about crayons. I'm, also, kind, of, I'm also, kind of interested, also, though. Sorry, so sorry. I wanna... but the rainbow was such an appropriate analogy, too. <laughs> and you hinted at it, Joe, but you okay, didn't I'm elaborate. Gonna end, I'm, i got to end it now. now <laughs> it's now the now visible it's spectrum of the electromagnetic. Visible While you're staring at the rainbow, please take a moment to look at the program notes. <laughs> we'll include links to both the stem cell-based and cybernetic-based approaches for treating vision dysfunction. Yes, please check those out. They're very cool technologies. Um, I do need to thank our sponsors, Unimet, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska at Omaha and the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and also KVNO Studios at UNO, who are gracious enough to let us use their facilities for these broadcasts and make us sound semi-professional. So, for Tyler Sharon, Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie